Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. You're the number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution with code breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We'll be your guide through the separation of money and state. Very interesting news. El Salvador set to open a Bitcoin embassy in the state of Texas. And we know that the state of Texas is very friendly towards Bitcoin. A huge part of the Bitcoin mining hash rate is in that state. So very interesting development. And today I want to focus on the contrast between the two opposing forces here, the pro-Bitcoin jurisdictions versus the anti-Bitcoin jurisdictions, or who's really anti-Bitcoin. And the pattern that I've noticed is it's really the large government institutions that are against it and the more local governments, not all of them, but some of them that are pro-Bitcoin, right? And Mark Moss has, you know, the, his theory of the case is we're, he were, you know, we were at peak centralization, had Jeff Booth on Simply Bitcoin IRL in January, and he agrees with that, right? Peak centralization, and now we're heading into a, a time of decentralization. In a time of decentralization, local governments are going to play a much larger part, and Bitcoin is perfect for them. So very, very exciting news. And we have a very special guest, Alex from Kaboom Rex is here today. I want to bring him on stage. How you doing, Alex? Oh, doing pretty good. Welcome to the show, bro. Happy to have you. And of course, of course, of course, I pronounced that wrong. My legendary co-host, always optimistic, Optimist Fields. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I'm laughing because of uh, Alex's response. Oh, hey. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, didn't notice we were live here. Uh, yeah, man. We're doing good. Uh, I'm excited to hear the Nico Jones takes on this stuff. And then, of course, in the culture, we got Alex here from Kaboom Racks. So we're going to talk all things mining, talk Kaboom Racks, you know, do the do. Do the do. I, I just want to pull up this comment before we, we go into this, the show because I think it's a great comment. Uh, it doesn't seem to be pulled up. Oh, here it is. Frank Aron says, the country of El Salvador to open an embassy in the country of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the comments the comments are great. I, I, wait, I want to I read one last one. I can't pronounce that. I'm sorry, bro. Stack sats, self-custody, and run a node, people. Amen to that. Amen to that. Anyways, everybody, let's get to numbers. Let's check them out. The Bitcoin Numbers Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, guys, I want to tell you about the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world. Bitcoin 2023, it's coming up in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. You don't want to miss it. Of course, Opti and I are going to be there. It's May 18th through the 20th, 2023. You can use the promo code simply to get a big discount on your tickets. Also, let's check out some of the speakers because it's going to be absolutely insane. We have Fode, Obi, Corey Clipston, Stacey Herbert, Matt O'Dell, Alex Gladstein, Lynn Alden, and of course, the Chad Sailor. You definitely don't want to miss this Bitcoin celebration. And again, you can take advantage of the promo code simply get a big discount on your tickets. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is at 24,410 sats per dollar, 4,097 block height, 777,031 777, reachable Bitcoin nodes, 15,406 blocks to the halvening, 62,969 having estimates April 24th, 2024. <clears throat> excuse me. Total Lightning Network capacity, 5,337 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 130 million US dollars. And the realized monetary inflation is 1.75%. It went back down again. Look at that, Opti. And the market capitalization of Bitcoin is 471 billion US dollars. Today, I want to focus on this thread. On I want to focus on this thread right here. It is by KG, KG. Two moons, two Mars. Uh, hold on, let me let me pull that up. Give me one second, guys. Quick technical difficulties. Here we go. Slacking on the job today, Nico. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm messing up. I usually I usually have my act together. 
So let's check this out. Still deciding if you want a second citizenship or residency, trying to escape the West. That backup plan that you have, that you've got your eye on, might just be gone by the time you finally ready to pull the trigger a thread. Let's check some of this out. With more pressure from Western countries losing their tax base, immigration caps, powerful shadow figures, or shifts in the political climate, many citizenship and residency programs are becoming more restrictive and are being eliminated altogether. In 2021, the Panama-friendly nation's visa programs, which granted instant permanent residency with nearly zero requirements, was altered. New applicants can only get temporary residency and financial requirements have been raised significantly. Further changes are rumored to come. In, 20, in 2022... Turkey raised the requirement and the required investment in real estate for the CBI program from 250k to 400k. Paraguay announced changes to their residency program, obtaining permanent residency directly in Paraguay would no longer be possible following in the footsteps of Panama. After Panama's friendly nation's visa change, many flocked to Paraguay in hopes of in hopes to getting an instant PR. Having missed the boat in Panama, this window is now closed. In addition, Paraguay is not part of CRS but they soon may be. Big Brother is watching. In 2023, just yesterday, Ireland announced a closure of their popular immigrant investor program, giving only a 24-hour notice. The short warning for the program closure is likely by design. It typically takes months to gather necessary documents, and when changes occur, normally a grace period of three to six months is given for those currently preparing an application. Not in this case. Additionally, as of January 2023, Montenegro's CBI program was officially closed, but not before a price increase of 100K. In 2024, it is likely that pressure will continue to be applied to citizenship and residency by investment programs. Programs like Malta's CBI program continue to exist, but behind closed doors, it's rumored to reject 50% of applications. Por Portugal's coveted golden visa program is rumored to be eliminated in the near future, citing, quote, implications for a wider public policy or, quote, appropriate, uh, appropriateness and suitability of the program for cultural, social, and economic use. Do you see that? And on the trend is evident. Programs continue to become less compelling, become more expensive, or get closed altogether. So, now, and then, of course, there's a bunch of options. And then we have Katie, the Russian, who has built a whole business on on um, who's built a whole business on plan B passports. Right. So I guess what I want to focus on is the theory from the sovereign individual. They predicted this. They predicted this. And I think it's it's exactly playing out as the nation state continues to grow bigger and bigger and bigger because of the endless funding from the deficit sending from the fiat money printer, their obligations continue to increase and increase and increase. The, jet, the debt to GDP ratio in the US is continuing to go higher and higher and higher. And as it continues to go higher and higher, they need to squeeze out more and more and more out of the tax base. They don't want people leaving to other countries overseas. Now, the problem that they have is that Bitcoin makes it incredibly easy to bring your wealth with you, right? It's incredibly difficult to send money overseas, right? They charge you an arm and a leg. They ask you everything. But with Bitcoin, it becomes incredibly easy. You can write down 24 words. That being said, um, another component as well is the internet, right? The internet makes it incredibly easy for anyone, for anyone, right, to do business anywhere. You, you are no longer chained to a specific location. You you don't you no longer have to be at a specific location in order to do business, right? So that completely changes the dynamics of the entire situation. And I believe that this is what is happening. And this is why all these programs are locking down. And remember, in the US implemented, this was in the 90s during the Clinton administration, an exit tax. So if you want to renounce your US citizenship and you have a net worth of over $2 million, you have to pay a capital gains. I think it's like 48% on anything above that $2 million. So they don't even make it easy for you to leave, right? And I continue, I, I really believe that this is going to continue to head in that direction. In the book, The Sovereign Individual, they make a fascinating uh, claim. And I don't know how it plays out, but today we deal with a lot of, you know, I, I, don't, I hate using that word illegal immigration, but, you know, you guys know what I'm, what I'm saying when I say that. A lot of immigration from the global south into the United States through the Mexican border in the sovereign individual. They make the case that 
we're going to see the opposite. People fleeing the United States. Right. And let's see if that happens. Obviously, you know, being an American, so you guys as well, you know, we d- we definitely don't want to get to it. We don't we definitely don't want to get want it to get to that point. But another thing about being an American is that you have to pay taxes no matter where you are, right? Like even if you live in a country in Africa or in an island in the middle of the Pacific, you still have to pay Uncle Sam income tax. And it's one of the very few countries that that's a lot of laws. But now that you can work from anywhere, right? Does that type of law make sense? And I think a lot of people are going to start weighing the pros and cons of that. And that's also why I believe the amount of American citizens giving up their citizenship continues to increase year after year, right? So is this trend going to continue? Let's see. But holy cow, did the book, The Sovereign Individual, once again, get it right? Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, bro? Well, yeah, I mean, to your point, and we continuously talk about this, it's really amazing that the sovereign individual was so prophetic. Uh, You know, it's almost giving us the blueprint for what's going to happen in the world uh, in the future. So if you haven't read it, I would highly recommend you guys read it. But it's very interesting that the powers that be are trying to stop the escape hatches any way possible. And it's very interesting to see this happen in so many countries. So I wonder what kind of top-down control, what kind of backroom meetings that we are not privy to, excuse me, that is, uh, you know, pushing or, you know, furthering this trend. So, I mean, hey, uh, I don't know. It's like what Nika says. I don't know if we're going to have to all go to El Salvador soon or, uh, you know, whether there's hope for us Americans yet. But, hey, um, I don't know. On, on the flip side, it it, uh, it also kind of brings a question to my in my head of, like, uh, are we being a little premature in leaving the U.S. already and abandoning ship? Or, you know, are we just that paranoid as Americans that uh, – the sovereign individual is playing out. So I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've said it before. I'm a first generation American. I love America. I love my home. I believe in the principles of America, home of the brave, land of the free. And I, I really just hope that we don't have to leave America and that we can, uh, you know, not become Bitcoin refugees. But hey, the trend is not looking so good in our favor uh we what's what's that statistic that you said nico uh american the u.s government is the biggest employer in the world so it's a it's a country run by bureaucrats for bureaucrats so maybe it's not looking in our favor so much but hey i don't know i see i see uh, alex kind of agreeing with some of these points and and i'd really like to hear his point because uh he always blows my mind so let's see what alex says let's make him full screen well, I live in Tucson, Arizona, uh, pretty close to the border of Mexico, and uh, there's this massive border wall that's been put in place. And uh, one of the questions I've had, you know, in looking at that border wall is, is it is its intention to really keep uh, people out or is it to keep us in? And uh, it's something that I worry about. You know, I've been seeing articles recently about uh you know, people specifically in Mexico City being very unhappy with the amount of Americans coming in um, and really disrupting uh, some of their uh, livelihood. And, you know, the there, there's so many good books that like come to mind, The Sovereign Individual, Mandibles, Atlas Shrugged, uh, just watching what's playing out right now. Um, you know, in, in The Mandibles, one of the things that happened is the U.S. empire completely collapses and uh, Mexico becomes a pretty... Uh, vibrant economy and they begin restricting heavily uh, American immigration, uh, which I think is, you know, kind of interesting and we could very well see this play out. But I I think it's really important uh, right now as individuals, like I am convinced that Bitcoin, uh, it's a lot bigger than just buying and holding that we can begin using it in our local economies and building out, um, you know, this ecosystem in which we can operate in a in a sound money standard locally and really build uh, something up from the ashes of the fiat system collapsing. You know, it's, it's inevitability that the U.S. federal government is going to collapse and the economy is going to collapse. Like if, if the U.S. government is the biggest employer in the world, it's probably the biggest, well, it's obviously the biggest employer in uh, 
the United States. And so that means, you know, our economy is reliant essentially on this money printer. Uh, lots of people are reliant on, on jobs from them. And, you know, if they're not getting paid, things are going to collapse. So I think like the big, the big thing looking around is, you know, how can we learn real skills? Um, you know, so for me, that's looking over the last two years, that's been looking at how do I grow food, um, and, and become a little bit more, uh, less reliant on this system. Um, but then also how do I take those skills and contribute to my local economy and earn Bitcoin in the process? Um, and I think setting up those rails, uh, for people to begin to operate that way, it's going to be a big, a big win. Sure. A hundred percent. Right. It's, it's no, we, we have to further decentralize. We have to look locally and that's actually something that we're going to talk about in the news segment. And I think that's just another sign of, the theory by Mark Moss, the uh, peak centralization versus we're heading into a decentralized era. And then also Jeff Booth, when he came on Simply Bitcoin IRL, he agreed with that as well. So I think that's the times we're heading into. And speak to your local rancher, you know, depend on the people in your local community rather than depending on these large organ uh, organizations. Anyways, everybody, let's uh, let's check out the news. We got a lot to talk about. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. So uh, we went or we went over this early earlier on the week, right? And this is Operation Chokepoint. And this was an attempt by is an attempt by the Biden administration. I really want to read the first paragraph just just to give you guys context. And also to highlight the significance of the significance of these events, right? Because there's two opposing forces. The pattern that I've noticed is large governments, large bureaucracies, large institutions like our, you know, the fa our favorite cantillionaire conference in Davos, the World Economic Forum. They all hate Bitcoin, right? Uh, large government, what I've tended to notice as well, they don't like Bitcoin either. But, and it makes sense, right? You, you, look, everyone, what is American Hoddle's uh, favorite quote, right? No one is better than their incentives. And I think that this is uh, I, I, I think that this is what's what's happening here. Um, so anyways, let's check this out. Uh, here's the first paragraph says what began as a trickle is now a flood. The U.S. government is using the banking sector to organize a sophisticated, widespread crackdown against the crypto industry. And the administration's efforts are no secret. They're expressed plainly in memos, regulatory guidance and blog posts. However, the breadth, the breadth of this plan, spanning virtually every financial regulator, as well as its highly coordinated nature, has even the most steely-eyed crypto veterans nervous that crypto businesses might end up completely unbanked, stable coins may be stranded, and unable to manage flows in and out of crypto, and exchanges might be shut off from the banking system entirely. Let's dig in. So, we know this and we went over this, right? I'm going to name a few comments in case you guys didn't see that episode. We had the Elizabeth Warren bill. We had Caitlin Long's bank, of which is registered in Wyoming, and has wanted to take advantage of that Wyoming law. It was denied the federal banking charter. And that federal banking charter is necessary in order for Custodia Bank to be competitive because if it doesn't have it, doesn't have if it doesn't have that charter, Custodia Bank has to use uh, intermediaries. And you can't be competitive if you're stuck using intermediaries. Um, so, so that's the federal government side. That's their approach, right? Now, let's take a look at the state level because on the state level, it's extremely, extremely bullish, right? So this El Salvador, of course, everyone knows the country of El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender, Naim Bukele. You know, it, a lot of people are looking at him. Yesterday, we went over some articles or maybe it was the day before. Wall Street is starting to like Naim Bukele and then Reuters, admitted that what the IMF predicted was going to happen to El Salvador didn't come true. Now, of course, they tried to spin it, but it was very clearly spin. Um, anyways, El Salvador plans to open Bitcoin embassy in Texas. 
the Central American country wishes to open a Bitcoin embassy in new ally, Texas. Moyera said on Twitter to aid, quote, expression of commercial and economic exchange projects. El Salvador is in discussions to open a Bitcoin embassy in Texas. El Salvador's amb- ambassador to the U.S., Melina Mayorga, said on Tuesday, the Central American country wishes to open a Bitcoin embassy in new ally, Texas. The embassy will aid expansion of commercial and economic projects. El Salvador agreed to open a a similar establishment in, you guys have heard this, right, Lugano, Switzerland. That's one of the locations that they throw that Bitcoin conference. So it looks like these embassies are popping up in places that are very friendly to Bitcoin. Now, let's take a look at who's in these pictures. We have... Bitcoin prophet, Max Kaiser and his wife, Stacy Herbert. And look at that. They're meeting with Texas regulators. Interesting. Very, very interesting. These developments. I want you guys to zoom out and look at the ma- the bigger picture. We, we start the show with saying, you know, we'll be your guide through the separation of money and state. You're witnessing it when you look at these types of things. You're seeing it firsthand. But not only El Salvador, we have some bullish news coming out of the state of Wyoming, not to mention Mississippi. Mississippi passed a law that would make uh, that would protect Bitcoin miners and it also would protect the individual's right to run a node. That sounds so absurd when you say it, but think about it this way. Why would these states be passing these laws if they didn't feel these laws were necessary? It's like they're putting it on paper the right to mine, the right to self-custody, the right to have your private keys. They wouldn't be doing that if they didn't feel they needed to do that. And again, I'm going to go reference this piece by Nick Carter, which perfectly summarizes all the moves, right? Also, Binance stopped U.S. dollar transfers. The U.S. government is currently, in my opinion, they're currently going to, they're they're on a war path to destroy stable coins, right? So, so what's happening right here. You're, you're seeing the state fight back. Even if they're not openly fighting it, I don't think they could openly fight it because a lot of the youth, specifically in the United States, has exposure to Bitcoin. So you would really be isolating an entire voter base. So this is why I believe they're, they're doing it kind of under the radar. They're not really announcing it. Um, and then not to mention the propaganda, right? We had uh, Cal Penn who was part of the Obama administration, of which Biden was the vice president at that time. And he just released a propaganda hit piece uh, from the handle at crypto, which is Bloomberg Crypto. And in that propaganda piece, he made the claim that, of course, Bitcoin was going to boil the oceans. It used as much energy as the country of, uh, of Austria without getting into the specifics or the nuance of what type of energy Bitcoin is using. Right? It wouldn't be economical for Bitcoin to use energy in a big city because that would be very expensive. Bitcoin miners have to flock to cheap energy. Anyways, Wyoming lawmakers passed bill to prevent forced disclosure of private keys. Bullish. Um, Opti and I have this joke, right? Maybe we're going to have to move to El Salvador. I take that back. Maybe we move to fucking Wyoming. Who knows? Anyways, Wyoming lawmakers have passed a bill that would prohibit courts in the state from forcing someone to disclose their digital asset private keys, with one minor exception. The bill was passed by a vote of 41 to 13 in the Wyoming House of Representatives on February 15th, a day after passing 31 to 0 in the Wyoming Senate. If the the bill is approved by Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon, the law will come into effect on July 1st. Let's read some of the legalese of the bill. This is Section 1. Uh, part 3429107, production of private keys prohibition. No person shall be compelled to produce a private key or make a private key known to any other person in any civil, criminal, administrative, legislative, or other perceiving proceeding in this state that relates to a digital asset, digital identity, or other interest or right to which the private key provi- uh, provides access unless a public key is unavailable or unable to disclose the uh, requisite information with respect to the digital asset, digital identity, or other interest or right. Very, very, very interesting. I don't think that these types of developments would be happening if you didn't have the rumblings coming out of the federal government. I don't think that they would be taking these types of preemptive preemptive moves because I believe that's really what they are, preemptive moves. Um, I, I firmly believe 
that I think that Bitcoin will be adopted on a state level because it makes sense. And I'm a big believer in incentives rather than on a federal level. I think the federal government has the most to lose if Bitcoin succeeds. Right. They definitely benefit tremendously from having this privilege of being able to issue money for free that everyone else has to work for. And I think that they will fight tooth and nail in order to maintain that privilege. They get away with a lot of the deficit spending, the endless wars because they have that money printer. And I don't think that, you know, the swamp of Washington, D.C., the in the imperial city, um, I don't think that they would just give over that willingly. You know, it, 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 a lot of people don't know this, but the suburbs of D.C. are some of the wealthiest in the nation. Right. And the like, words that like, and why is that? It? Why is that? Because of the proximity to the money printer. It's not a financial hub. It's not New York City. Right. It's not the the bridge between uh, Latin America and and America like Miami, right? It's not a you know a movie production, uh, movie production uh, you know hub like um, movie production hub like uh, like Miami. Uh, sorry, like uh, like Los Angeles. So yeah. Uh, anyways, that's my take on that. Uh, Opti Tucson, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I think this is kind of one of those things, you know, we covered the Mississippi bill last week. I believe it was Friday. Now we're hearing this coming out of Wyoming. And uh, I think it's very interesting and solid, solid signal that uh, to the idea that maybe the political tide against Bitcoin is turning. But I still, you know, personally, uh, I know Nico yells at me a lot. Uh, I personally don't have much faith in politicians to understand Bitcoin, but I think this is still bullish on a state level. And this is the beauty of the American system. Um, and again, I think this is a, a solid signpost to the idea of uh, Bitcoin adoption spreading and it reminds me of what um, Pierre Rochard said on the IRL that you did with him, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, where he said, most politicians think like us. There's only a few loud politicians that are anti-Bitcoin, but I think the average person kind of agrees that, hey, there is something wrong with the world. And uh, once you understand that it's the money, then you're like, what? why are we fighting Bitcoin? We should be adopting Bitcoin and and furthering the spread of Bitcoin. But uh, to the El Salvador news, like I am in Texas, so this is very interesting and hopeful. And I think this is back to like the idea that I continuously talk about, um, about uh, like having, having uh, Bitcoin in popular culture and just having more people have this these touch points with Bitcoin, it uh, it makes it a lot easier for people to understand Bitcoin. The more they see and hear about Bitcoin, the more it becomes a normal occurrence in their lives, and the more they get interested in Bitcoin. But I know we have Alex, uh, and he's very in, very infamous for leaning into the meme that Texas LARPs on liberty, so I'm sure there will be some anti-Texas propaganda coming from a zoni. So I'm very interested to, uh, <laughs> to hear Alex's takes on this. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Texas is the worst place to live in the world. I just think uh, people like to hype it up to be more than what it is. So that's kind of what the meme Texas LARPs on Liberty is. It's it's kind of a run-of-your-mill southern state, in my opinion. Um, so that's all I'll say on that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that there's, you know, some productivity in engaging in the political process and, you know, trying to um, work things out that way. But I have so little faith and I don't you know, personally ever want to really go that route or, um, uh, allocate my resources, uh, that way. Um, I, I think, you know, what we're dealing with right now, you know, what, one of the really powerful things that Bitcoin allows for is it allows, it allows for people to, uh, raise their consciousness, you know, to understand that they don't have to, you know, be subjected to this awful system. It gives them a way out and it gives them the power to, you know, begin to operate and leave it um to protect themselves you know from being abused by these people and so i think you know the big win is shifting you know cultural attitudes um and that's generally where i direct my energy and so you know i i helped co-found a meetup in arizona um it's a pretty good size you know it's pretty exciting and you know one of the consistent messages i've had there um has been, you know, we don't really care what the politicians say. You know, there's this politician named Wendy Rogers. 
who's been trying to do some positive stuff and you know people like Blake Masters um you know have been asked to be involved with the meetup you know my my general message is like you're welcome to attend and to learn but you you're not going to hijack what we're doing for your platform um because at the end of the day we don't really care you know because we're individuals that actually value ourselves and we think that we deserve better than to just you know, be subjected to your whimsical nonsense. You know, I don't care if you decide that um, I have to disclose my private keys or not. You know, I'm going to live the way that, you know, I decide and I want to, and I'm going to try and minimize your harm to me. So that's, that's my thinking on that topic. Well, personally, I couldn't agree more. Uh, <laughs> like I, I agree 100%, but you know, playing devil's advocate, what's the, what's the, the quote, uh, we may not be interested in politics, but politics is definitely interested in us. And so I think there's, it's like kind of how you started that idea. I, I think there is, uh, some weight to the idea of Bitcoiners actively becoming political as well as, you know, a lot of us Bitcoiners just like opting out and being like, look, you have no authority over me, and uh, I think it's it's a you know a one two punch over that. But let's get into the culture segment so we can talk uh, all about Kaboom Racks and all that good stuff you're doing over there. The Daily Culture, brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from ten dollars to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today. All right, guys, before we get into the culture, you already know, make sure you guys go check out BitBlock Boom, August 24th through the 27th. It is a Bitcoin event, Bitcoin conference, a toxic Bitcoin conference in Austin, Texas. Uh, and as I say, this is not a shitcoin NFT or blockchain event. So keep that at the door. Do not come if that's what you're into. It's about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. And Nico and I will be there. Nico and I first met in the flesh there in 2021, I believe, was the year. And then, of course, next, check out Unconfiscatable in Las Vegas, December 7th through the 8th, 2023. Um, there's the infamous Toxic Bitcoin Awards. There is the infamous poker game. You already know the speakers, but let's get into all this conversation that uh, I want to have with my boy Alex over here. So as you guys know, he is. I think you're what one of the main dudes behind the the actual Twitter account. But I think uh, part of the conversation that I'd like to talk about is you wrote this article for us a couple. What's it? Couple couple weeks back. How to mine corn at home. So how about you give the people an update out there? Uh, what's the market looking like right now for the at home miner? Is there things people should be watching? Is there bullish signals that people should be aware of? Like what what is your thinking right now, Alex? Um, my th my thinking is is a pretty mediocre time to mine Bitcoin at home. Um, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> So I'll, I'll share a little bit about my story uh, with mining. So I got in uh, roughly a little bit over a year ago, September of uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, so I've been in it really not that long. But one of the first things I did was I bought a $10,000 S19 uh, that was turning pretty good profits uh, per day. Um, I got the FOMO, but I also wanted to go through the process of learning. Um, and then about eight months later, my machine was completely underwater, uh, and I was losing money and I, I didn't really think that that would have been a possibility because it's like, okay, here's the cutting edge, uh, machine. Um, it should be good for a while. Uh, and we'll, you know, it'll probably be profitable again at some point when the market turns around. But, you know, one of the, one of the challenges of mining at home is that your electricity prices are generally pretty higher or a lot higher than, uh, you know, other people on the network. Um, it's not always the case, but, you know, for example, my um, electricity is about 13 cents a kilowatt hour here in Tucson, uh, which is, you know, pretty bad. You can, you can find hosting facilities around like eight or nine cents, um, you know, and even lower. Some of these guys are mining pretty low. Um, so that's, that's a big thing, you know, to consider uh, when you're looking at mining is, you know, how much money are you dumping into the machine? Um, are you going to make the money back? Uh, 
and you know what are your intentions in doing it and there's some some scenarios that i think it makes a lot of sense to mine at home uh one of them is that you can heat your home with bitcoin miners which is pretty cool um if you go and you buy older generation miners uh uh that you can find dirt cheap uh and are used uh they produce a ton of heat and if you find a way to mitigate the noise that makes a lot of sense and the heat offsets you know the cost that it would take to actually heat your home uh which is a pretty cool situation to be in where your heat source at home is now um you know essentially incredibly more economical than just uh what it was if you're using an electric heater or even gas Ga- gas is usually a lot less expensive uh, but natural gas has been pretty volatile recently so um that's a thing and then yeah i'm seeing some comments in the chat uh you can acquire bitcoin ethically without going through the process of you know doxing yourself uh which is a pretty cool use case um so there's definitely like a handful of things to to take in mind um the the big challenges of it is they're very noisy they produce a lot of heat and they consume a ton of electricity uh so generally most miners on the market today you need uh 240 volt electricity which is not like you know super um it's not every outlet in your house it's typically like your dryer or your oven um but i found it to be you know a pretty fun process there's a lot of um you know headaches that i've experienced uh trying to mine at home um and there's a lot of uh you know just getting dirty i i learned a ton about the power grid in the process the way that energy is produced um and i became an amateur electrician in the process i think those are all all pretty valuable um so i've enjoyed it even if i'm uh underwater on that that initial investment so yeah love it love it okay the next thing i'd like to ask is uh we saw this i think it was this last week or the beginning of this week that uh hash rate has going through the roof and we have broken that 300 exa hash uh all-time high so what's your thoughts on this uh Obviously, I, I would say it's very bullish for the market in general and obviously uh, bearish for the at-home miner is what you're talking about. But what's your thoughts on this? Is it sustainable? Like what's going on in, in the in the mining markets or the hash rate? Yeah, I mean, th- this is something that's you know pretty misunderstood by a lot of people uh, coming in. So essentially, um, hash rate goes up forever. You know, and the reason why is because people are very creative um in finding different ways to deploy more miners um and uh technology is constantly improving um so that's something that you know is ever inevitably going to happen is more and and especially like as as bitcoin gains in value and gains traction more people are going to want to mine and it's going to be more viable economically for more people to mine um, so that's something that you have to factor in is the equipment that you're buying is going to be devaluing pretty rapidly as that hash rate increases and new machines come online. Um, we're, I don't know, there's a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of discussion for a while about, uh, uh, you know, ASIC chips and the improvements um, in efficiency slowing down. Slightly. So that might mean that the equipment that you have has longer longevity and relevance um, against other machines. And then, you know, things shift more towards other efficiencies like cooling um, and uh, cheaper electricity. Like, I mean, the Antminer S9, S9 uh, which, you know, I like to call the AK 47 of miners, it was uh, uh, released in 2017. You know, still can be a pretty viable machine if you have cheap enough electricity. Um, and it was up until recently that uh, Kaboom Racks was sending tons and tons of them, you know, into countries in South America that have really inexpensive electricity, and people are still running them uh, today. But yeah, I, I would I would assume that the hash rate goes up forever, um, very very consistently. And uh, to I, I think gambling on the idea that you know, there's going to be a major hash rate uh, decrease or it's going to, you know, slow down is a, is a bad bet to make. Let's go. Uh, well, what's, uh, what are you looking at? What, what is your outlook on the future of uh, Bitcoin mining right now? Like you said, obviously hash rate is going to continuously go up. 
But uh, like, what are you looking on the horizon? We know there's a lot of talk about big energy companies uh, getting into the mining game. You know, like what what are you uh, like? Where are your ears at, and what are you hearing? And uh, like, what is getting you most excited about Bitcoin mining right now? Um, I'm a nerd, so like, I predominantly focus on the hardware. Um, I I'm not super clued into the general uh, macro economic trends in, in Bitcoin mining, uh, though I try and pay attention to it. Uh, the things that I'm excited about is just the industry becoming more efficient. And I think that's one of the things like Intel, um, you know, and other established com companies offer uh, versus, you know, already existing companies like Bitmain um, is just increased efficiencies. And we're watching a lot of improvements in software uh, happening right now. So there's, um, you know, it, I mean, it, there's a, a management software called Foreman uh, that allows you to really automate your mind and, and get some really interesting analytics uh, that has been growing in popularity. And, you know, they're, they don't really have a ton of competition. There's a handful of people that, you know, are coming out with uh, competing products. Um, but I've been in discussions with uh, Brett Rowan at Upstream Data, who has developed something called PyASIC, which is an open-sourced um, minor management software. And there's he's putting a ton of development into that, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so I think I think tools like that are really exciting. As as far as the home miner front, um, there's some stuff going on that's very very cool. People have been publishing a ton of information if you look for travis brickle on uh on twitter um and uh i don't know there's there's too many but people have been publishing tons of cool information on how to take miners mitigate the heat mitigate the noise and actually repurpose the heat i saw a guy who is talking about uh he lives in a cold climate he was um heating his entire house with two s9s about a 3400 foot square foot house um so that is pretty cool uh what that guy is doing so i'm really excited about that on that front as far as you know the creativity of home miners uh people doing all sorts of funky things with their machines um you know dealing with chinese hardware that is not very uh user friendly and uh working through you know pretty difficult problems and then publishing that information so people can put um cool stuff out there but yeah i mean we're watching uh the industry really, you know, shifted. It, in many ways, it is a free market, um, and so we've watched a lot of people lever up and misallocate income. And now that in all of that, you know, hardware and investment is moving from weak hands to strong, stronger hands, and people that can operate more efficiently. So I think that's a that's a pretty exciting uh, development to see in the industry as a whole. So yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, I think, uh, what's well, the meme? I, I think you leaned into the memes. Yeah. Again, you're one of my favorite, uh, social media account managers over there because what, what's the stuff you used to get a space heater in every home. <laughs> you still on that mission. Um, yeah, I mean, to some degree we, so we have like 3000 S nine sitting in a warehouse, um, that we haven't gotten the ability to, uh, go through yet. But, uh, one of the things and why I'm pretty passionate. I've sent a lot of Bitcoin miners to to meetups as giveaways, uh, but one of the reasons I, why I'm really passionate about um, home Bitcoin mining not not just for the fact that you know people are earning Bitcoin ethically um, or uh, you know even just buying equipment from us. It, it's that people are becoming more literate when it comes to energy and electricity. Um, you know, and over that whole overall um uh market that's just so important to understand right now is you know the the people in washington dc are doing just awful things to our electricity grid and have been for decades um so yeah i mean that process of you know buying a machine uh plugging it in you know figuring out you know the way that the electrical infrastructure and in house works just very basic stuff of like you know what what does uh, watts mean what does amps mean what does volts mean and and how do i go through that process of you know finding the the correct electrical plug um and then realizing like wow you know why is my electricity so expensive uh when other places it's so cheap you know what 
what is causing this? You know, what are the regulations that are put in place? What are the inefficiencies in the market? You know, why shouldn't I, you know, support these awful policies that are so destructive towards human uh, flourishing? Um, that's something that I'm, that, that's, that's why I've, I've tried to, you know, propagate that meme, um, is, is that side of things because, you know, there's been a lot of energy put into, you know, trying to lobby, uh, politicians for Bitcoin mining. Um, but I, I think we really just need to convince people, um, why it makes sense, you know, business owners, um, I think it's going to be the next big, uh, move, uh, you know, as home mining, I, I just don't think home mining is going to, you know, continue to be um, as viable as it used to be. I think it will still be viable, but I, I think the next big move is business owners mining. So, you know, there's tons of business with elect, with extra electrical capacity, um, industrial zoned businesses have much less expensive electricity, usually because they're um, consuming much higher amounts. And then, uh, you know, even commercial properties have significantly less um, electricity or cheaper electricity. So, you know, my girlfriend in her business, she gets about four cents uh, a kilowatt hour cheaper than we do at our home. Um, so that I think is going to be really exciting going forward in the future for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that, but that is definitely some interesting, interesting signal. All right. Well, guys, uh, also, absolutely couldn't agree more with with Alex. I, I love I love when he goes super nerdy into all his mining talk because uh, I've seen him present this stuff and I just sit there like way over my head, way over my head. Anyways, uh, let's get into the meme review score, guys, or the meme review, because that's your favorite part of the show. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom Racks. We got Kaboom Racks, Alex, with Kaboom Racks on the show today. Anyways, guys, you already know, this is the meme review. It is Friday, so I did add some extra memes in here. And as we say every single day, tweet to the bullets, memes are the artillery. You guys are in an information war right now. You guys are the frontline soldiers. Continue to spread the signal. Continue to put calls of action. Continue to put truth in art so that we can spread this message far and wide anyways guys uh you know me i try not to put the simply bitcoin memes into the show too much because i feel like it's cheating it's a little bit of cheating i'm not gonna lie but uh our boy wine apparently hit the zeitgeist the other day with this very simple meme and i just put on the tweet Thank you, Bitcoin. And we got a Chad Bitcoiner here and he goes, thank you for saving my life. And it's the Bitcoin logo and it goes, I'm literally just a protocol. And the reason I want to bring this one up is because, again, apparently wine hit the zeitgeist on this one. And a lot of people feel the same way. Bitcoin has saved their life. Bitcoin has changed their life. And it's kind of back to this idea that Nico and I continuously talk about on the show. And it's classic meme of you don't change Bitcoin. Bitcoin changes you. And we see this happening everywhere to everyone. And we believe this is going to continue to happen. So continue to spread the signal because Bitcoin is literally changing the world in real time. And then again, on this same thread, uh, we got some we got some spinoffs. So shouts out to Nate or at Beef or Bacon on Twitter. And <laughs> we got, instead of the Chad Bitcoiner, we got a Pepe the Frog and he goes, thank you for saving my life. And then it's the Bitcoin logo and it goes, I'm just a shared Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> That's just the way. And again, uh, more iterations on this same meme. Shouts out to Vikingo, Vikingo Bitcoin 9 on Twitter. And again, this is a Chad Bitcoin, the Chad Bitcoin meme. And goes, thank you for changing my life. And it's the Bitcoin logo and it says, laughing my ass off. I'm just a virtual currency. <laughs> and this is just, it, it's just, it blows my mind that this is where we are, that, uh, Something like an unchangeable, uncorruptible virtual currency 
is such a defining and such a revolutionary thing in the world today. It just goes to show you that fiat currencies are so effed and it has corrupted everything about our lives that when you have something as stable as Bitcoin, it, it literally changes everything about you. Anyways, this next meme, shouts out to Morpheus for tagging us. This one is by TurtleCute33 on Twitter. And it goes, uh, you went to a protest, so we're closing your bank account. We got an FBI Wojak, and then we got some crying Wojaks. He goes, no! And then we got the same FBI Wojak. He goes, where's your Bitcoin? And we got another Chad Bitcoiner go, lost it in a boating accident with the Bitcoin logo on them. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. This next one at the BTC therapist goes never underestimate your power. And we have a, an ant on a little, a little turd mountain little, <laughs> and it's picking up a big log. And then the ant is named Satoshi and the log is Bitcoin. So never underestimate your power. And this kind of back to the idea of what uh, Alex was saying um, about individuals taking back the power and the power that we all have by just holding Bitcoin and literally opting out of the madness, as we say every single day. And then shouts out to Thomas Farrer. Farrer? I don't know. I'm blowing your name, bro. Sorry. Uh, the biggest lesson of history is that we repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. And we just got a quote from Thomas Jefferson, and it goes, paper is poverty. It is only the ghost of money and not money itself. And I think this is a message that we need to continuously beat in people's head. And this is why we Bitcoin. This is why Bitcoin is so revolutionary. And then this last meme, I had to add this one because, you know, the price is pumping. And as much as we tell you guys not to speculate on the price, as much as we tell you that the price is probably the most boring aspect of Bitcoin, we got this meme by at Maximal Freedom. And uh, it's literally uh, someone coming out of their coffin at their own funeral and it's Bitcoin's funeral and the person coming out of the coffin is Bitcoin and he's just flipping you guys off. Bitcoin's not dead. Shouts out to everyone sending the Bitcoin obituaries in the corporate press. Bitcoin will never die. Bitcoin isn't dead. And we will see another all-time high soon. Soon-ish. All right, guys. So drop your meme review score in the chat and I'll cover it live. But today's uh, today's meme review score, I may have given this in the past while I was wearing it, but I thought it's fitting that I give this uh, as my meme review score. This is premeditated. I'm going to give it the represent shirt with the, the Cupid holding the Bitcoin bag and an Uzi. Okay, sorry. That's an AK-47, dude. I know, I know. It, it, dude, I'm blind. I'm even wearing my as I'm blind and I thought it was anyways anyways all right uh Alex what is your meme review score for today I've got welcome back Nika I've got an egg and then the hot sauce that I always put on my eggs those are some, oh. some great memes wait you put hard-boiled egg with hot sauce yeah I put hard-boiled I have hard-boiled egg I put hot sauce on it when I eat it, it's great. All right. Also, can we acknowledge the fact that that's a soft flex that Alex is <laughs> is rich enough to own eggs at this current moment in the economic lands landscape? So, wow, soft flex, soft flex. Wait, soft boiled eggs, soft flex. I'm not skipping meals. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nico, what's your score? How finny Lego? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's my score. What about you? We already did our scores. We did oh, our scores already, okay. Nico. Oh, well, we right. have to talk about Represent, bro. I know. I we haven't got there yet. Guys, check out Represent. Opti Opti is wearing Opti model it, bro. Get up, get up, model it. Get up. Oh, I'm yep. wearing look, the gray one. Hey, guys, the gray one. Oh, and the then Bitcoin. I'm wearing the black one. The the black Bitcoin angel baby thing with an AK forty seven. And I'm wearing the simply Bitcoin merch. Guys, you can check out representltd.com. You can use the promo code simply-bitcoin. Get a big discount on any representltd.com merch. Check it out. Don't, don't, uh, don't sleep on it. And get it while supplies last as well. Anyways, Opti, let's put on the epic music. And, okay, uh, epic music, epic music. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. First meme. I mean, first first score by Igor. I give those memes a timestamp on the forehead. Hotel coin. I give the memes a phrase from a shadowy supercoder. Stay humble. Stack sats. Use self custody. <laughs> Love it. 
Elaine, shout out Elaine. I give the memes an an HVAC miner in every home. Very nice. Hey. The P-Man Van. Kudos to everyone in the chat. No matter our differences, we are all Bitcoiners, except CBDC lovers. You know who you are. <laughs> oh, shouts out Nihilus Fields. Bitcoin for Canadians. I give the memes a Bitcoin embassy in more states and Canada. Let's go. Okay. Shouts out to Nihilus Fields. Nihilus Fields. Me, a Fiat Maxi. I want to short you Bitcoin. Bitcoin, LMAO. You can't. If you can, <laughs> wait a second. Is he eating an egg with hot sauce? Yes, he is. This is why you got to watch the live show. Alex from Kaboom Racks is eating an egg with hot sauce. Narwhal Tacos. I give the memes a bottle of Yucatan Black Reserve, the most underrated hot sauce. I thought that was going to be tequila for, for some reason. I have right. never heard of that. And I think that's gonna, it. That's it. Gonna, what? Hold on. What, what kind of hot sauce you got there, Alex? Something a friend gave me. It's called Mary Sharp's hot sauce Very from nice. Belize. Ooh. Ooh. Honestly, guys, this is a first time I've ever seen anyone put hot sauce on a hard boiled egg. Now I'm going to have to try this. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Check out some of the Bitcoin Telegram group. It's absolutely free. Go to www.t.me slash simply Bitcoin TV. Also, check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. Go to www.simplybitcoin.news. It's the written version of the show. And guys, we are big fans of the value for value economy. Please. Yes, I got it. I got I got the comments today, Nico. I got the comments. Oh, yeah. Also, check us out. Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Fountain, Opti. It's all yours. All right, guys. So shout out to everyone streaming a set. Uh, again, I, I can't get every single stream set. So I just screenshot the the various names that I saw this last week. So first, we got a nine sat boost from How Was Right. Yes, on Podverse. I don't know what Podverse is, but let's go. How Was Right. Okay, the next, uh, we got some stream sets by MA21M0 on the Dylan LeClaire podcast. We also got a some nine sat streams from Yurga Shefe on the Michael Saylor launches a Bitcoin adoption conference, episode 678. Uh, we also got some stream sats from Bicycle Bear again on the Michael Saylor launches a Bitcoin adoption conference episode 678. And we got some stream sats from MCOT again on the Saylor episode episode 678. And then we got some stream sats, 23 stream sats incoming from rag three AF on episode 677 Euro regulator forces bank to not use Bitcoin and then also, Nico, sorry, I have to plug this because uh, our boy Rusty uh, is pestering me in the DMs. Uh, Project Yellow is out there, guys. And uh, the official release of the Yellow Plushy doll is out there on geyser.fun slash project slash Project Yellow. If you want uh, if you want a yellow in real life, guys, uh, they are in the process do they, do of they adopting hit, a yellow. Do they have to hit like the goal? Is that is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have to hit a goal so that they can get the um the production running. Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to help help out some fellow memers, go to Geyser Fun Project Yellow. I want a yellow. I'm definitely. I definitely want a yellow. I definitely want a yellow. So uh, I want to see this happen. This is why we're plugging it today. Anyways, shouts out to the Meme Factory crew. Shouts out to the world of Rusty. Shouts out to Yellow. Shouts out to all you guys out there. Let's see this Project Yellow plushy doll come to life. Hell all yeah. right, Nico. Let's uh, roll this one out for today. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today on Simply Bitcoin Live. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? And I'm going to put some epic music while you do that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KaboomRaxAlex. Um I've been a bum and haven't set up Noster yet, but I do have the Kaboom Racks account on Noster. And if you go to our Twitter, you can see our pub public key to follow us. Um, but yeah, Telegram. I live on Telegram. Uh, I spend probably about 12 hours a day on there, which is too much. But uh, Bitcoin price is pumping, so I got to be selling. Um, so yeah, if you ever want to hit me up on Telegram or Twitter DMs, uh, usernames Kaboom Racks Alex, you can find me both places. Awesome. 
All right, man. Alex, thank you so much for joining us on Simply Bitcoin Live. Alex, if you could be so kind, we would love, we'd be honored if you could join us on Twitter Spaces, which we, we are hosting with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin, best place to stack at. Awesome. All right. So see you guys on Twitter Spaces. We will we will transition there very, very quickly. But anyways, for our YouTube audience, thank you for watching the show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. And the number one thing you could do to help the peaceful revolution is share this content. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. Love you all. Hope you have an amazing weekend. And we see you on Monday for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. 